Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Stamp and Chance. I'm your host, Bobby Sampson, and joined as always with me is the man with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance, do you know what today is? It's your favorite day of the year, Valentine's Day. Well, more so than that, today <laughs> marks the one-year anniversary of Stamp and Chance. How do you feel about that, my man? Good. 81 shows in the bag. It's pretty good. Really good. We've done some good work. Yeah, good 81. interviews. 81 shows in the bag and then probably about five or six quick hits. So in total, we've put out about close to 90, yeah. 90, 90 uh, pieces out there so far, man. So uh, first and foremost, I want to say thank you to you, my co-host, my partner, thank my friend, also. my brother. Um, when when I was looking to do this and start this whole journey, um, you were right there, man. Uh, what else can I say? I mean, you've been with me the whole way of this journey. Uh, being, I, I wouldn't say there's been very many downs. Not really. Uh, I think it's all been up and flying up, 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 up. Yeah, yeah. We've been climbing and climbing and doing our thing. It's been organic. Um, yeah. I know you and I have talked about at times, maybe we get some bots involved to get our, our numbers up and whatnot so we can start. But you know what? I think we're doing it the right way here, man. And I think yeah. in the direction that we're moving in and then and the pace that we're moving at, ideally, I would love it if we were, you know, a little quicker. But I mean, at the end of the day, great things happen and great things happen for those who wait. So and we've um, had some unexpected guests come on that we never thought would come on. And we've had some great interviews. It's been fun. No, it's been a it's been a slice, man. So what I would love to do is maybe next week we can do a one year retrospective of yeah. the Sap and Chat show. And, uh, you know, maybe we can put something together here. So let's put our heads together and then and, and see what we got going on. Um, that being said, guys, like usual, at the bottom of your screen, you can see all our social media links and everything else. So please, um, you know, follow us, subscribe, like. I mean, it, it doesn't cost you anything. And oh. uh, it only takes half a second to do. We've timed it. We literally timed it. <laughs> So we know how long it takes to do. So please hit that like, subscribe, notification button. Um, yeah, you know, your support's been insanely awesome. Uh, one of the things I'll say is like, you know, when I went to Calgary that one time uh, in September to see people I've never met walk up to you and say, hey, like your show. Yeah, that's cool. You know, I, get, I, I get the feeling we're on the right path. So, I mean, all that being said and whatnot, guys, thank you so much. And, uh, you know... From a couple of guys with with you know half-ass computers and and you know half-working technology to where we are now with with better technology, better mics, and uh, as you can see behind me, t-shirts and merch yeah. and whatnot. So, guys, we're doing it, girls, we're doing it, and thank you everyone for all your support and love and and um, yeah, I, I I can't stress it enough. And a big thanks to Mr. Michaels for putting up with me <clears throat> at times, um, but for the most part, I think I think it's been a pretty good journey, man. Yeah, thank you for bringing me along. It's been fun. You've been a great host and a lot of fun interviews, a lot of good takes. I'm looking forward to this year. We're just getting started. No, we're just getting started, man. And so that being said, uh, before we start everything and anything, um, our deepest condolences to the Jarrett family. Today, we lost Jerry Jarrett. At the oh, I didn't even hear that. When yeah, that uh, it happened, I guess, at some point early in the day. Uh, oh, it just kind of came that. up on my feet. I don't know all the details or the circumstances behind it. Yeah, he was 80 years old. Um, him and Jeff Jarrett are known, you know, Jerry Jarrett was one of those traditional uh bookers, uh territory guys. Uh he 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 did a lot of work out, I guess, in the mid mid-south and what have you. He had the USA wrestling, um, which did a lot of collaborations with the WWE. They would do a lot of talent swaps uh, between the two, USWA, was it? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, um, you know, our condolences to Jerry Jarrett and uh, his entire family, and um, I, I, I I, wish him the best in his afterlife, man. Absolutely. Well said. RIP. There you go. All right. That being said, Monday Night Raw, the red brand, as I like to call it now, um, kind of did their go-home show chance uh, yeah. last night. Um. I thought the show overall was okay. I for a go home, for a go home show. I I thought they they didn't put enough emphasis on the men's elimination chamber. I felt not uh, really considering everything you know was kind of being built around the women's elimination chamber. You got three girls from SmackDown. You got three girls from from uh, 
from 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 Raw, Raw, you know, competing in this match. And the main event was to determine if there would be a seventh added. We'll get to all that, but uh, overall, not much uh, not much presence for the men, which is basically a Raw brand elimin- elimination chamber. So yeah. I found that kind of interesting. That you know they 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 touched on it, but they didn't touch on it enough. Not as much as I thought they would have. Maybe they're figuring that will just the guys in the match will sell itself. I guess they're figuring they don't need much hype for that. I guess with guys like Rollins and Theory in there, I'm thinking maybe why they did that. It's kind of interesting, right? I mean, I, I'm not sure. Not let's sure. let's see what they're gonna do. I mean, you know, I I think the match stands alone anyway, so it's not like we're we're yeah. we needed too much promotion. I don't think the women's match needed that much promotion either. But I get it. I mean, I guess the winner of that match will take on Bianca, right? Yeah, so that's probably that, that probably play. makes a little bit more sense that way. Um all right, so Raw starts off with Becky Lynch in the ring. Uh yep. she cuts a promo thanking everybody, talking about last week the cage match with Lita and whatnot. Um Adam Pierce is in the ring and I think she's trying to find her way into the elimination chamber saying that she doesn't have anything going on for WrestleMania because she's been so busy, you know, dealing with damage control. You know, she she wants to fight her way in somehow. So she tries to kind of orchestrate some sort of match or something. But Bailey's music hits. She comes out. And we basically have Bianca coming out at the same time. And they're all okay. talking, going back and forth. And we basically have a main event with Bianca Belair against Bailey versus Becky Lynch. If Bailey or Becky wins, the winner would go into the elimination chamber. And that would start off as a triple threat match opposed to two competitors. If Bianca wins, neither one gets in. So we'll get to that result after. So the first yeah. match here tonight was Judgment Day versus the Street Profits. Um, pretty straightforward match, man. I was surprised that, that Judgment bad. Day, yeah, Judgment Day went over too. I guess they, they want did. to try to keep Finn hot because I have a feeling you're going to see Finn versus Edge at WrestleMania. It seems that way. Right? It, it, it's all directions are pointing that way. So I guess they want to keep them hot. The Profits don't really have anything. Well, I guess Montez is in the Elimination Chamber, but he's as a tag that. team, they're not doing much right now. He's going to be flying around in that match too, man. He's 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 fun to watch. He's going to be fun, man. It's going to be an uh, it's going to be an interesting one. I kind of I I've kind of been looking at that lineup, and I kind of have a prediction in mind who I think should win and who I think will win. Okay. Um. So we got that the Judgment Day versus the Three Profits. Three Profits didn't get hurt by this loss, but I think the Judgment Day needed the victory in order to stay strong. I agree. Yeah, I agree. All right. So next match after that was Mia Yim versus Piper Niven. Um this was a fallout from Piper last week threatening um Candice LeRae next week uh, last week after their fight after their match that they had there. Straightforward match here. Uh yep. basically Mia Yim or loses this match at 241 with uh, a big splash by Piper Dewdrop. Don't call me Dewdrop, Niven. Um, <laughs> One of these days, the fans are going to start chanting Dewdrop, Dewdrop. You know, yeah, right? So that's that's the end of that uh, yeah. very quick match. We go backstage, Baron Corbin's backstage, and he talks about how he doesn't need JBL and how he doesn't need that. And it's time to show the world who he truly is. I like and- that. A little bit of confidence with him. I like that. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And then he talks shit about, you know, how, how Roman Reigns is going to beat the shit out of Zami Zayn. Oh, that was and, good, yeah. And, you know, whatnot. Like, you know, just kind of pulling at anything he possibly can. He seemed like a big baby in a boy. You sort know, of, and, yeah. It, 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 I see what they're trying to do. And I don't think they're giving hope up, hope up on him because they still give him TV time. You know, premium yeah. TV time. So... Let's see what they do with this guy, man, because later on that evening, it didn't look good for him. Um, <laughs> you got to let him have, win some matches, though. If you want to build this guy, let him have a couple Ws. Like Every match he has, he loses. Getting tossed around by a little guy like Cody Rhodes. He should be grabbing Cody Rhodes and tossing him like a rag doll. He's twice his size. Well, you would think so, right? But right? Then, like, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I mean, in a real-world situation, yes, that's that's yeah. most logical. But we are in the world of pro No, I get it. Russell, right? Even let him mount a little bit of offense, do something. Make the guy look strong. Like something. Brother, brother, I go back to Jake Roberts when, when I think about it. And ever since I heard him say this, and we shared that on the show, I've been watching it more and more, and I'm realizing, especially on the AEW side, more so than, than even yeah. WWE, like guys are getting done in with these killer, killer finishing type moves, which are just kicking out of. 
Yeah. A simple fucking roll up, a small package, and they win. So, (laughs) you know, so, so, I mean, it's the world of pro wrestling. I get it, right? Nothing Um, makes sense that way. No, no, no. So we go to his uh, in ring segment now with Cody. He's in the ring, he's talking. Sammy comes out. This was good. And this was a great interaction. I I I I know everyone's saying Kevin and Sammy are probably gonna go for the tag titles at Mania, Mania. but I would not be surprised if this turns into a triple threat somehow. The way He's they're a new building, Brian, man. right? But the, just the way they're building it, not to say they necessarily need to put the strap on Sammy Zane, but I almost get the sense the longer this goes, and depending what happens this Saturday, if Kevin Owens emerges, because we haven't seen Kevin Owens since the Royal Rumble. He'll be in Montreal, though. I can guarantee right? that. Well, I, I'm guaranteeing he will be in Montreal. But like I said, in what capacity? Is he going to interfere? Is he going to break it up? He's going to cause something? Is the story going to end with something happening where these guys are going to get together as a tag team? Right? Because yeah. the Jay Uso, comp, the you know, the, the Jay Uso piece is still very evident here. Yeah, he might jump ship and join up with Sammy, guys. You never know. But it's kind of interesting because, I mean, you know, he came out and... and uh, yeah, it was it was it was on uh, SmackDown. He came out. Yeah, it was SmackDown. With, yeah, it was SmackDown where where Sammy, uh, sorry, where Jay came out through the crowd to defend the titles with Jay. But yep. I I see Paul Heyman lurking around in all the corners. Like, what's this guy mixing up? What concoction is he working on? Is what I'm thinking, <laughs> because he seems to be turning everyone against everyone. Chaos, you know, like Rule the for chaos. Like, like where was Solo? Where was anybody? on SmackDown to to back up, you know, the wise man. And yeah, he true. asked, and he asked as much, you know, he asked Jimmy, hey, where were you? He goes, I'm trying to get a hold of Jay. Like, you know, I'm going into this huge tag team match, man. What, what do you guys expect me to do? But back to this promo with Sammy now and, and Cody Rhodes on Raw, they go back and forth. And it's kind of interesting because this was more heartfelt and this was like a really hugging at the strings kind of promo. It's like... um you know, Cody, he basically asked Cody, he goes, you know, I heard what you said last week to Paul, but one thing keeps playing over and over in my mind is that you believe that I can beat Roman Reigns. Do you believe that? Do you actually believe I can do this? Cody looks at him like all, you know, this dysfunctional, like, and like, what are you talking about, pal? Like, I have so many other things going on in my life. If I'm going to say something, I'm going to stand by it. Yeah, I believe you have what it takes to beat Roman Reigns. Because what, what's your problem? You can, Sammy said the most realist thing I think anyone has ever said when it comes to Roman Reigns. And he says something, and I'm paraphrasing this, he says something along the lines of, I am afraid. I don't know if I can beat Roman Reigns. I mean, who am I of everyone that's gone up against this guy in the last two and a half, three years? What makes you all think I'm going to be the one who's going to beat him? And that's been the story with Roman Reigns. Everybody, that was realistic. Yeah, it was cool that he did that. You know, everybody who, who's fought Roman has faced the same dilemma. It's like, okay, yeah, I feel I can beat him. But, you know, Drew McIntyre, the whole nine guys, you know, that are big guys that potentially Lesner. have what it, Lesnar, you know, if Drew and Lesnar can't get the job done, who's Sammy to get it done? Yeah. Oh, I was glad that he said that. Right. And so that brings even more to the story now. Like now you got the underdog. Now you got the true underdog, in my opinion. Oh, he's a true underdog if I've ever seen one. Right. I mean, physically, uh, character wise, everything about him. The way he looks. The way he looks. The way he dresses. Right. But the guy can go and he's probably one of the best workers in the company right now, in my opinion. So it's not that far off that he couldn't be a world champion anywhere, but we are talking about the major leagues of professional wrestling here. So, I mean, he will get the belt one day, sort of like how Daniel Bryan got. He's on that type of popularity. Like you said, the underdog guy, he doesn't, he doesn't weight lift. He doesn't train much, but he can work really well. He's got a good character. He will get the belt one day. I don't know when, but he will have it. If there was no Cody involved and if there was no rock talk, like how I did that, right? Um, You you be seeing Sammy versus Roman at, at, at Mania. Yeah, you would. That would have been the main event, and that would have been awesome. Like nothing against Cody Rhodes. He's you know he's doing what he's supposed to be doing, and and whatnot. But here, this is where Corbin ties in. So I kind of jumped the gun. The segment we just talked about happened first, and then the Corbin segment happened afterwards. And yeah, that's then, okay. Right, but he was talking down Cody, and Cody was in the background. Yeah, that was and, a good segment. Right, and I think. The way to get to Cody Rhodes is talk shit about Dusty. 
Yeah. That seems to be the trend now, right? Yeah, it's working. So he said all this shit about Cody and he didn't, you know, he didn't flinch. He didn't really care. He wasn't too upset about it or anything like that. But as soon as he mentioned the plumber, that was it for Cody. He took him out, got a referee out there, and he beat fucking Baron Corbin in a suit. Here's something that I heard interesting the other day on the radio uh, on a wrestling show on Sirius XM. Somebody called in and goes, if Cody didn't have the last name Rhodes, say his name was Smith or whatever, or any other name, would he be in the spot he's in? And that made me think, like, you know what? I don't think so. Like, Sami well, Zayn got there organically. Like, he, he's just a regular hardworking guy. Cody's good, but I don't think he'd be up here if he didn't have that last name Rhodes. Well, I'll, I'll say this, okay? I'll That's be, what I might take. No, no, no. I'll be the other side of that argument. I think that he would be there, per se. Um, okay, yeah, with the name Rhodes or whatnot, but it wasn't really working for him when he was there the first time. With Not his the first time, though, no. yeah, right? With his, you know, the first time, you know, he had what seven years there, and he had some good runs. He intercontinental champion and whatnot, and what have you. But he never was able to elevate himself to that next level. And I don't think he would have elevated himself to that next level with the name or not if he had stayed. The fact that he left and honed his craft, learned it. And, and really perfected it and, you know, did Japan, did Impact, did TNA, did all the other promotions, and then went into the process of creating AEW with the other guys in, involved. Um, I think that's kind of shaped him and made him a better competitor to be at the level that he Oh, he's he gotten now. better, but I also right? think WWE said, you know what, we're going to take one of your best talents, we're going to let him win the Royal Rumble. We're gonna get to put the strap on. It's a, it's a fu to AEW too. It's part of this. Okay, it could be, and this is the. It's a combination of many things, right? Well, okay, I'm glad you mentioned that because I have this written down in my notes. So what I try to do a lot of the times is while I'm working or just driving, I have a notebook with me, and if a thought hits my head, I'll just write it down really quickly. So you know, for just the situation. So we talk mm. about Cody Rhodes and everything like that. Do you feel? Do you think there's a chance? that WWE is pushing this guy to the moon to show other talents in AEW, like, hey, look what we're doing with this Absolutely. guy. If yeah. you leave them and come and join us, you can have this kind of treatment as well. I think that's a part of it. It's part well, of it for sure. Right. You know, but I mean, there's a lot of hype with Cody coming back and it built oh, yeah. up. But I mean, you know, the torn pack, I mean, I think that was a blessing in disguise. That's why I'm over big time. Would, would, would Cody be the main event of WrestleMania if he didn't get injured? Where would he be in the roster? Would he be middle of the road? Would he be... You know, B, B talent at this point, if he had stuck around, right? I mean, everything, the shininess always wears off eventually. Yeah. Right? I mean, you're shiny for a month or two, and then you basically just join right back into the race. Yeah. Right? So if Cody didn't get hurt, would he be the main event? I or think so. He was, he was up. I think he would have been still. But I think he would have won the title at SummerSlam then. Could have, yeah. That's Could've. what I'm saying. Just based on the projection. Yeah. Just based on all of it, right? I mean, him coming back when he did, from the type of injury that he did, displaying it the way he did before he left, working a hell in the cell, not just a regular match, or a hell in the cell. A brutal match, yeah. Right? Like, I mean, the structure alone is brutal. And he wasn't going late on it. He, he nope. already, right? So all of that made it possible for him to have the spot he has now, I think. Yeah, it all adds up. No, he's doing a good job. Right? He's doing a great job. And I think like the last couple of weeks, and they're building a mystique around him, just the way he carries himself, the way he does his promos, the way he talks on the mic, and he speaks in general. They got a winner there, man. They got something really good. Now, will mm -hmm. he be a great champion? Is he a flag bearer type champion? I don't know. But I think right now, the, iron, about to is, find out. the iron is hot. Ride it as long as you can. Absolutely. We're about to find out. He'll get the belt at Mania and we'll see what he can do. Well, if he wins the belt at Mania. That's the thing. I mean, the next one after WrestleMania, so I have heard, will be WrestleMania Backlash in Saudi Arabia. And he's <clears throat> apparently supposed to be headlining that show. So is he headlining for the titles or does he have the titles? We don't know yet. But that's the talk right now. That yeah. The next live event will be coming out of Saudi Arabia. All right, back to Monday Night Raw. So, like I said, after Corbin got unnecessarily shit-kicked again by a guy in a suit, Cody Rhodes, we go to the next match, which is Carmella, Asuka, and Nikki Cross representing the Red Brand against Raquel Rodriguez, 
Natalia and Liv Morgan from SmackDown. These are the six women competing, technically competing yeah. in the Hell in the Cell right now. Um, back and forth match. It was kind of interesting at the end there. I'll just cut right to the end. Oscar turns on everyone. She beats yeah. the shit out of everyone. And basically, Oscar types up Morgan and she gets the tap, man. The Oscar lock, man. So Oscar's was- kind of coming into her own as well. Um, it wasn't the greatest of matches, but you know, what do you expect? It is what it was. This is an interesting segment, and I'm kind of interested to see where they're gonna go with this. So Otis, my man, is having a hot dog in the back, talking to Chad Gable, and I think they're hinting at breaking up the Alpha Academy here. It because, looks like they're going that way. Right, because he gets mad at him for eating a hot dog and tosses it and he hits Mansoor from Maximum Models and they all have a chuckle and for some reason Maxine wants Otis to be a model with them and Otis is kind of interested you know he's like yeah, Otis. we're starting to see a little bit of the old Otis start to emerge again right it's kind of yeah, cool. the fun guy the silly. fun guy right you know fun silly kind of Otis which I really enjoyed I mean I, I hope happy. they break up and just for the sense of that Otis like you said can be a fun character and we need to see Chad Gable it's like a smaller version of Kurt Angle, get on the single circuit and start wrestling because he can really go. He's entertaining as heck, too. I hope he's done enough that they can let him go on his own because it didn't work for him before. He went through all the different stages, Shorty Gable, this and that. Yeah. You know? I mean, he's a really good talent. He's a good guy to have. I I categorize him as a guy like The Miz and Dolph Ziggler. They're always there. You know yeah. what I mean? They're good hands to have, right? you got to have some of those good hands on, on deck. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the workhorses, the mechanics of the crew. Yeah. The unsung heroes of the roster, in my opinion. Uh, but Ross, I think Gable's got potential to get even further up further up the road than both uh, Miz and Ziggler. Just because of his in-ring talent. He's kind of got that Kurt Angle vibe, and he's funny, and he's goofy. So they can really build him as an all-American wrestler. Yeah. Maybe like another Kurt Angle. Maybe not no. quite as good as Kurt, but something similar to that. I, I think he has the potential of being the same, if not better. I mean, just based on who he is and what he's done and what have you, I think he has the potential. And think about it, man. Kurt Angle spent more time in TNA than he did in WWE. Wasted so many, so many good years. Right? I mean, he had some good matches there, but nobody's seen them. That's the thing. Well, I mean, if you're a wrestling fan, obviously you see them. If you're a casual fan, it's just kind of wasted on you, some of these good matches. I mean, he had some good battles with AJ. He had mm-hmm. some good battles with Samoa Joe out that way. Some good tangles with Sting when he could still properly go. Yeah. Um, you know, so so unfortunately, like I said, guys, check out the archives. Go to YouTube. Look up some of those matches. There were crackers, some matches, man. Yeah, I mean, no, he can go. It's just too I, bad. I, I still think the WWE got the best of him. Because he was pretty broken by that point when he left. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the lighter schedule and everything, he put out some good matches there. It's like that's going from not... NFL to the CFL. Only a handful of people are going to see you, right? Well, it that's goes. it. That's it. That's it. Uh, Bronson Reed against Mustafa Ali. Squash match. I don't know what they're doing with Mustafa. I think him and fucking Baron should just make a tag team or something, man. Like, you know, <laughs> they the, lose all the time. The hopeless. I like Bronson Reed, though, man. I like his look for a big guy. He can really move. He's, he's, he's got a bright future. I like Bronson, man. And yeah, I, like too. I said to you before, uh, I, I think if we go back into the archives of Sap and Chance, when they made all those major cuts, one of the big ones that I complained about was Bronson Reed. That was a mistake I felt that they made. Uh, but they've corrected it, and I think he's on the right path, and let's see where they kind of go with him. It's kind of interesting to see Reed Bronson as a heel, though. Like, before that, he was always a face, a happy-go-lucky big guy. Yeah. The darkness of this guy is pretty cool. I like it. I'm a big fan of it. Um, All right, Miz TV. So, the Miz is not happy about not being in the Elimination Chamber, but he'd rather talk about his guest. Out comes Seth Rollins, and this is a Logan Paul bashing session. Like yeah, something fierce. Like, okay, I get I love what they're doing here. They're building this match. So we know Seth against Seth against Logan, Logan probably night one of WrestleMania is probably where it's gonna be. That's happen. gonna be a heck of a match. It's gonna be a fun match, man. I mean, you know, he's got enough time to work on it and put his shit together. Um Obviously, Logan's going to be coming in as the heel, and I don't expect him to win. I don't see them. He'll do a big, crazy spot, though. He He'll do a crazy people. spot, but I don't see it beneficial for Seth to lose. Yeah, it doesn't Yeah, either way, well, it's be a good match. It's going to be a fun match. I'm only saying that based on the dialogue that they had last night on this TV. 
right? I mean, just based on that alone, you can't have Seth lose to him now. Speaking of Seth, I always praise how he has different looks and how he dressed. But last night, man, those boots are some of the goofiest looking boots I've ever seen. Somebody should slap that guy, took his boots off, tossed them in the crowd, and said, What's wrong with you, dude? I, was I, swear hoping about, so I, I think he's been going into Becky's closet a lot more these days. That was definitely Becky's shirt, yeah. Right? That that was Becky's boots. They were funny looking boots, though, man. I gotta yeah. get credit. Like, I mean, when he funny. did the curb like stomp, space boots. bro, yeah, how better way to deliver a curb stomp and big ass boots like that, right? Yeah. I mean, fucking maybe a tribute to Ronald McDonald. I don't know what he was wearing with that, but somebody should have smacked him and ripped them off his feet. That would have been funny. You, you know, I, I say that a man, I guess a woman too, a man or a woman, you know, a person. There we go. I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, a person who wears white pants has to have a high level of confidence, in my opinion. Yeah. And a person who's willing to go out on national, international TV has to have a high level of confidence wearing fucking Ronald McDonald clown shoes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Pretty much what they look like, man. Space. Think about it. Look, it's funny. Like, okay, we, we fail to think that Monday Night Raw and SmackDown are broadcast at the same time live around the entire world, right? Yeah. Now I've told you I got this kind of cable box that gives me channels from everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting to you know. Sometimes I watch Raw from India. Sometimes I watch Raw from the UK. Nice. You know, it's just different. The commercials are different. The, the yeah, it gives you some nice different, little flavor, right? different flavor. Yeah. Like you know, like if you're watching it here in Canada, you watch it on the score, and who's that guy? Hey, it's your friend, uh, Stanford. What's his name? Mike Stanford. Scott Stanford. Yeah, yeah, right. You got the Indian version of that guy. You got the UK version of that guy cutting their little promos and little things that are happening in their country with WWE. So, yeah. you know, it's just another indication why why people think, oh, why isn't this guy getting a push or why are they showing this guy? Guys, this show is being broadcast around the world live. Like, granted, it's being shown at 1 a.m. in the UK. It's being shown at 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning in India, as an example. But people are tuning in live. Oh, they're tuning in, yeah. Right? You know, so that's pretty cool to see and, you know, it be to, to kind of witness. So uh, Miz gets beaten up and how comes Rick Boots beats the shit out of Miz and gets a win? Uh, so they're promoting that. They're building something up with Elias and Rick Boots. I don't know if they're going to have a fight at Mania, but I promise they're going to have some sort of competition. Something's happening. They're going to have a shred off, I have a feeling. <laughs> That'd be, yeah, guitar battle. Yeah, I can see that. I think, and those are the two guys who can probably play the best, obviously, right? But, I mean, I haven't really heard Elias Shred. I know Rick Boots. He just plays the acoustic, yeah. But they can always fake it, pretend he's playing and play it on speed. No, but I think these guys wouldn't want to fake it because they really take a lot of pride in that guitar playing, man. I mean, they're really good. Both of those guys are equally good. So, you know, it's going to be kind of interesting now to see where those two guys go. Going forward, but I don't know if they'll have a match at media, but I have a feeling that's going to be one of those filler spots where they have a guitar off or something. And with two nights yeah. of media, I'm sure you can fit it in somewhere. Oh, yeah, you got to have some entertainment, right? It is wrestling entertainment, right? Sports right. So, and I think that's where Elias turns again and hits him over the head with the guitar because he can't keep up with the shred. What was that <laughs> movie be- with Ralph Macchio where he was a guitar guy or something? I don't know if you remember it or not. I've never seen it. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's kind of like he's kind of a guitar player and he has, I don't know, some mentor with him. It kind of oh, goes back and forth. It. It's kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting. It, they had this huge guitar battle at the end. You know, like I haven't seen a good shredding guitar battle in a long, long time. You might see it at Mania. It'd be fun, man. I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. All right, so the last match of the night, finally, we're almost there, guys, and uh, we'll kind of go into everything else after. Um, oh, sorry, before that, should we talk about Chelsea Green really quick? And sure, how- go ahead. So, so Chelsea's carrying on with her character. She comes in to see Adam Pierce and brings up the emails that she sent to upper management. Pierce says that she's got them and responded to them, but... Green wants to be treated like a star. She wants a triple threat match and won't leave until she's in. So she gets her wish and she's going to have a match. So here we go. Oh my God, so many things to move around here. Uh, Bianca Belair against Bailey versus Becky Lynch is the last match that we have of the night. Um, 
pretty solid match. This thing could have gone good. in different directions at every different angle. Um, kind of killed my prediction for Elimination Chamber, Lita against Damage Control. Or sorry, Becky versus Damage Control with Lita and uh, Trish. Unless they're going to announce it for Friday. I don't know. Um, I think the tickets are already sold. So this is not something that, you know, they needed to announce maybe on Monday night. But bottom line is, Bianca won. So Becky still has no plans for WrestleMania, nor does Bailey at this point. So it's going to be kind of interesting seeing what they're going to do with these two. So that was basically Raw. Decent show. Uh, everything's kind of set up. So why don't we now go ahead, Mr. Michaels, and take a look at the Elimination Chamber matches yeah. that we know and maybe make our predictions right now, too. And sure. kind of from there. All right. So very first match we will look at is undisputed WWE Universal Championship match with Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn. All things indicate that Sami should lose. I think Sami will win, but I think he'll win via disqualification. That could be. Right? I, I don't, you know, I, I just think that's how it's going to play out. Where does Jay Uso fit into this? Does, where does Kevin Owens, whose name hasn't been brought up at all, his name's being very quiet. He's probably going to want to run. He's probably going to come out and do some interference. Probably, right? So, I mean, I I don't know. Like, where does this fit in? Like, do they interfere on his behalf? Do they cost him the match? Like, I... I think Roman walks out with the title. So I'm gonna. Oh yeah, he, he's gonna win. He walk out, but how? That's the question, right? I'm gonna say Sammy will win by disqualification, but Roman still walks out with the belts. I think Roman's just gonna win straight out because they're just putting Sammy out there hometown, get the big pocket, the crowd jacked up. But Roman will walk out. I don't think it'll be Sammy winning by disqualification. I think Roman's gonna make a clean win. That's my take. We'll see. Okay, no, no, I agree with that. I can see that as well. So if that's the case, then I'll add to your prediction and say that then after he wins, that's when they start beating him down and then Owens will emerge. That could be, that could be. Right? So that's where I think that will go if it goes that way. The only other way, like I said, if if Rome, if, if Sammy wins by uh, disqualification, it's because Solo or someone interferes on yeah. behalf of Roman and that kind of goes that way, Right. Um, I think you're going to see Roman get pushed by Sammy a lot in this match. Oh, yeah, he's going to make him work hard. Right. So this is why I'm saying that he could win by disqualification because he can have that fear that, oh, shit, this guy can actually might win. Sort of a deal, right? Yeah, you could so, be right. So that's, those are the two things. But either way, Roman's walking out as champion, one way or the other. Absolutely. Uh, United States Elimination Chamber match. Austin Theory versus Seth versus Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, and Montez Ford. Does Austin Theory walk out with his title? I don't think so. I hope I, so. Well, I, I think because then it will allow them to build up his match against Cena at Mania. That's pretty yeah, much the right. match. That's the match they're going to have. Those seeds were planted in August. When Cena came back for his 20th anniversary and he had that little segment with Austin Theory, yeah. it, it's a built-in storyline. Theory, There's enough footage of Theory talking about how, and it just shows you how old we are, that these guys like Austin Theories idolized John Cena when they were kids. Yeah, what's, what's Austin Theory, 25 years old maybe? Right. So, I mean, what's that say, right? Like, I mean, we're now looking at wrestlers who looked at a John Cena as their hero, as the guy that they use as a motivational tool. And I'll be honest, man, he is a modern-day Hulk Hogan, in essence. Right? Yes, yep. Hustle, loyalty, respect. I mean, basically, eat your prayers. Training uh, sorry, 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 sorry. Say your prayers, eat your vitamins, and train. It's basically yeah. the hustle, loyalty, respect of that generation. Absolutely. So we're getting to see a lot of guys that are emerging now who were John Cena marks and, and big supporters. And a guy like Austin Theory took that hustle, loyalty, and respect to the heart right through his life to where he is today. So I don't think it makes sense for him keeping the strap on going into that match because then what, are you defending it against Cena? Right? I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Um, I'm not going to say that Cena wouldn't put him over. You know, that's also the possibility. But if Cena's on a limited thing, do you want the kid to beat Cena at WrestleMania? I think it makes a lot of sense for Cena to do the job because you want to put over the new generation. Yeah, I think if he fights Cena, if it does happen, uh, he'll get the W. Theory will right. get the win. If they do fight. 
So that all being said, I am going to predict Bronson Reed as your new U.S. champion coming out of this match. Could be. Because he's got a lot of hype. He's getting a lot of matches. Yeah, he could, you know he could what? Win I, the hype was there before he got released. I, he was on the verge of being called up. And the release happened, and he went on to TNA. He did some good stuff over there. So he's not, he wasn't sitting on his haunches. He was signing, you know, little deals to keep going and keep working. I think the time for Bronson Reed is now. I don't think Montez would benefit with the U.S. title, in my opinion, yet. Uh, I think you need to see the split between the Street Profits for that to be viable. As long as yeah. it's in the tag team and things are good standing there. It doesn't make any sense to put it on him. Damian Priest has already had it. I don't think he needs the rub. Uh, Johnny Gargano would probably be the only guy I would think of. Johnny or or Bronson would be the two guys that I could see benefiting from getting the title next. I, I, don't, think I don't even know why Johnny Gargano's even in this match. He's the one guy that I wish wasn't in this match, to be honest. But I'm going to stick to what I, my original instinct told me. I think Theory walks out and retains. Okay, fair I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing, yeah. but I just well, think I'm I got gonna, a gut feeling about theory. So we'll see. I'm gonna go with Bronson. Uh, you know, just to make it exciting, to make it something casual, you know, to oh my god, that happened in the elimination chamber sort of a deal. Yeah. Right? I mean, one can argue that this pay-per-view, in a lot of ways, for many years, the February pay-per-view is just a filler show mm -hmm. to get to mania. Yeah. But for some reason or the other, this particular elimination chamber has a lot of variables and can impact the path and the road to the show of shows more so than any other February pay-per-view, maybe fast lane elimination chamber or whatnot. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is probably the most interesting of all the shows, uh, a show to be at. If you can be there, man, uh, you're lucky fun. brother. You're lucky. Yeah, I'm looking forward uh, to it. Raw women's championship. Number one contender elimination chamber match Raquel Rodriguez, Oscar, Liv Morgan, Nikki Cross, Natalia, and Carmella. Um, Raquel Rodriguez. I'm going with Raquel. That's who you got? I, that's what I'm going with, man. I mean, you want a girl from NXT, like, you know, like her, Rhea, her, sorry, Bianca, Rhea, and Raquel all came up together. And at one point, all three had all three women's titles. Raquel with NXT, uh, I believe Rhea had the Raw title at the time and B uh, Bianca had the SmackDown title and there was a segment where all three of them were together you know, acknowledging each other like yeah we did it so I almost have a sense that this is something for Raquel Rodriguez to win uh, versus to lose I just don't see anyone else outside of an Oscar that that's, would, what that's what I'm going right? with. Outside of Oscar or Raquel Rodriguez, I just don't see a WrestleMania match being exciting. And that's no disrespect to Natalia, Nikki Cross, or Carmella. But I just it's don't... It's not their time right now. That's right. I, I, it's just not their time. And I just don't feel that they have what a WrestleMania... Natalia's star has faded a lot lately. She's good to have her on as a veteran, but as far as her being the top contender anymore, I think those days are over. I think so, too. I mean, she's done everything, right? I mean, here's an interesting fact, though. Liv has been in more elimination chambers than anyone else combined. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, man. She's been in every one. Um, this is her fourth now, right? Because the first one was in 2019? Yeah. 2018, something like that? The women's ones, yeah. Yeah, and that's when Alexa won, and she beat Sasha to retain her title. And I think that's when I became a huge fan of hers, man. I watched that match last night. It just showed up on the network, so I kind of caught the end of it. Yeah. And uh, the promo that she did at the end, like the interview in the ring, you know, she was all, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then she just turned heel. And she did such an amazing transition. She was had, she had the crowd eating out of the palm of her hand. The crowd was saying, you deserve it. And then she yeah. called everyone a loser. <laughs> and I thought that yeah, I remember was that fucking awesome you know like i think that's where i started to like wow this chick has got something or like her yeah right all right edge and beth phoenix versus finn and Rhea. Rhea gets the pin on beth and that's how that match ends um well, yeah Rhea's I mean, hot right now Rhea's hot and it, it doesn't benefit finn or or edge getting a pin on each other if that's the direction they're going for mania 
So it yeah, is no, the I totally agree with you on that one. Get the victory here. Yeah, Rhea will get the victory for the team and kind of move on from there. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. I love the build up to this. I love what they did on Raw last night. We didn't talk about that. I apologize. But very quickly, they had the contract signing last night. Cowboy Brock was out there. There's this one thing. He put the hat on a little kid at ringside, looked at him, then took it back. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I, I, guess, I guess Cowboy Brock doesn't give up his hat. Um, have you ever worn a Cowboy hat? No. Well, not a cowboy. I, don't, I don't mind some country music. The old country music, though. The Cowboy stuff, I don't mind. Not the new stuff. No, no, but the hat itself, man. Have no, I've never worn one, no. no. Okay, I wonder if you have to break them in or, or how those work. I have no idea. I've never even one on. Yeah, no, no, I'm a ball cap guy, right? So, I mean, I know how to break yeah. those in, put, you know, the curl in your uh, on your lid on and what have you. But, I mean, in terms of cowboy hats, I'm, I'm sure you, you can soften them. They're pretty stiff, I guess. I don't know. I'm not sure. We should get some cowboy hats, man. They're all over the place, yeah. I should get one, man. Have anyone heard of a Punjab cowboy? I've seen a couple at the rodeo. That's unfortunate. I'm sorry. Okay, so <laughs> a couple farm uh, guys. Well, I guess though. I guess that makes sense. Uh so Lashley comes out, sets up his table at the entrance of the walkway, has a whole bunch of security. Bobby, he says, you know, we'll do things on my time. So we're starting to see the heel Bobby come back. Yeah, he is. Uh, which is probably the right call to make, right? Uh, so do you think that MVP will make an appearance on his behalf at this match? I, I have a feeling that Brock's going to win. Brock's going to win this one. You know, because I think what Brock does is he puts you over, puts you over, puts you over. Then he gets his reward at the end. Yeah, I right? see Brock getting the W to get the revenge back. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you know, everything Bobby said is kind of being true. Like, you know, I've eliminated you from the Royal Rumble. I cost you your title. I've done this. I've done that, you know. So it's time for Brock to get his win back. And and if you think about it, I don't think it's feasible for Brock to lose three in a row. No, he's going to get the W cast. He's, he's too strong. He's too, too legit right? three in a row. Right? I mean, it, that's what we're looking at here, man. We're looking at This Brock. will be a quick match. I don't see it going more than five minutes. Couples, couple spears, couple F5s, couple suplex cities, and this is over. I'd say it goes a little longer than that. I think it's going to go about 15 minutes. I hope so. Yeah, I have a feeling these guys are going to work a little bit. I mean, the build up to this has been really good, probably better than any build up that they've done to their other matches that they've had, which have been impromptu yeah. and kind of kind of thrown together. So we got a really good storyline here. Give me a good match. So I'm going to go Brock on this one, man. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah, all Brock right. all the way. So this is the matches that we know. We don't know if Gunther is going to be defending his title. We don't know what's going to be happening with the SmackDown titles. If they're going to be defended on this show. I doubt it. Maybe one more match. Those elimination matches take a long time already, right? Yeah, well, you got two of those. and I mean, the card looks pretty solid right now. But pretty I mean, good. to be fair, man, outside of the three women, outside of the three women representing SmackDown, this is pretty much a fucking raw pay-per-view. For the most part, it is, yeah. Just looking at the card, right? I mean, outside of Raquel, Oscar, or uh, sorry, Raquel, Liv, and uh, Natalia, what what signs are there of SmackDown on the show? That's it. The men's elimination chamber is completely raw. I mean, the only thing you could probably look out as a SmackDown match would be Sammy versus Roman. That's the one, yeah. That's the main event, right? Everything else on this show is raw. Yeah. So I guess we'll find out on SmackDown if they're going to add any more matches and whatnot. But like, again, they don't have any time constraints. They don't have to follow any rules. If they want this to be a four-hour show, it can be a four-hour show, right? I think maybe one more match, and that's going to be about it. Because you don't want the water down too much, right? You want to well, keep the match good and crisp. If they were to add one more match, I'd want to see Gunther on the card defending his title. Yeah. Coming off the Royal Rumble, you want to keep him strong. If this is the guy that's going to go up against Brock at Mania, he should be defending his title on. Yeah, they should keep him. Agree. Yeah. Right. So let's see what they do. Let's see what they're going to go there. But that's basically it. That's our predictions for the Elimination Chamber. A chance you will be there live. Um, that's going to be awesome. I wish I could be there with you, but unfortunately, life dictates that I can't come out this time, but that just means I'll probably be a part of something bigger. But you will be there representing Samp and Chance. So I expect a full report, my brother. 
Yeah, uh, you will. Of the going down. SmackDown too. I'm gonna go to yeah. So so send us pictures of the yeah. live event. Send us pictures of the rings. We can post those up and everything. And then um, I haven't talked to you about this off the air, but if it's possible, maybe we can do a quick hit from. We will. From who knows? I'll run into. I got my kid with me. He wants to meet some of these guys. So who knows? Yeah, yeah. So you got flying rings with you as well. But maybe when you get back to the hotel, hotel. Oh yeah, we can do it quick. Text, yeah, we can do a quick pod and just kind of get your instant reaction of being there. I can talk about what it was like from watching it on television and you can share some of the behind the scenes stuff that we don't get to see on the TV. Yeah, absolutely. So this day on wrestling history, I got one for you, man. Let's hear it. This day in wrestling history, Big Show debuted in WWE. Was it this day? This day in 1999. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 man. That's basically it. That's all I got for anything interesting and fun. You got top five? I do. This is going to put you, you on the spot. You ready for it? This I'm kind ready. of ties into our anniversary. I okay. want to hear your our, your our top five interviews that we've done so far this year. Okay, so first and, first and foremost, every interview that we did was amazing in its own way. Mm-hmm. Every interview we did, we had amazing guests and graceful, you know, uh, people who were willing to take time out of their schedules and, um, you know, be a part of our experience. So it's kind of hard to kind of... So every interview has been great, but this some yeah, yeah. stand out more than others, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, you know, for me, I'll, I'll, I'll say Scotty Mack, just because that was our very first one. Yeah. Uh, secondly, I would have to say everything that we've done with Otto Gentile, just because of the love yeah, and support too. that Karen Am has shown us. Uh, Steve Molitor, because he was our first boxing interview. Great. And uh, Roger Stone, just because of who he is. And that came out of nowhere. No one expected us to show up with that. No. So that was phenomenal. And Ronnie, Ronnie Rios, Ronnie Rios as well, just a, one of our last one that we did, you know, just an insightful, a modern, you know, like a, a, a currently not active, but a very active boxer. Uh, great guy too great, great guy, guy as well i'd love to throw in the one that we're putting out this week but well, we that one's gonna launched it <laughs> but if i could i'd like to throw that one as well without saying anything right now wow. um but that those would be my favorite interviews of all like i mean the cuban assassins were amazing yeah. talking to bruce hart was amazing um talking to the bushwhackers was amazing oh was cool there's so many we've done now it's hard to right absolutely. Want to put you on the spot. yeah you know you put me on the spot but i think i saved my ass by saying they were all amazing yeah all, all of them are good yeah absolutely right and i think uh you know mighty max boxing was awesome that was, that was really different uh what we did with uh connor the crusher was pretty yeah, cool. That was cool so you know i like to do some more things like that so you know uh, maybe we get Connor back in to to review WrestleMania with us. Absolutely, yeah, great. He's a good guy. Um, no, absolutely. And then uh, maybe we can get you know Max back on to talk a bit about you know maybe we'll let April kind of come and you know get a few of those matches out of the way. We got the Fury match coming up in April. We got uh, the Benavides Caleb. No, that's March, right? March twenty fifth. Yeah, so we got those matches coming up. So you know. Um, I think the sky's the limit for us, brother man. I mean, we're just Absolutely. we're just scratching the surface. I think we've done the hardest part of the climb, and now I think now we're you know got an easy climb ahead of us, and we still got to work hard. We still got to put in the time, the effort, which the energy, we will, we'll which we do. will obviously do. Um, so yeah, man. Next week, let's see if we can put something together for the fans. Uh, yeah, just to Special kind of look back sure. and uh, go from there. And that's it, brother man. So listen, before everything and anything else. Please, you and Roman, uh, you and Flying Rain, sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, travel safe. Have a great time. Yeah, take in the you. sights. Enjoy the food. Please enjoy the food on my behalf. Take yes. lots of pictures, um, videos, whatever you can, ring entrances. Do you guys know where you're sitting? I do, yeah. We're sitting in uh, section, off of SmackDown, like section 302. And then uh, for chamber, like 215 or 216 or something like that. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So do you know where your seats are? Like, uh... I, I don't know. I think I'm not sure to be honest with you, dude. I didn't really look oh, at okay. it. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 But either way, wherever you are, camera technology is such that you can make it look like you're ringside. Yeah. Right. So yeah, take lots of pictures. Please be safe. Travel safe. Um, oh. And come home safe, man. That's, that's, that's all I ask. And uh, eat some poutine. Yeah. And uh, oh. 
Montreal smoked meat sandwiches. They got, out, they got outdoor skating right there, and my kid plays hockey, so he wants to go skate around there. So we'll do something like that. Yeah, you got Saturday to do all that and whatnot, and basically all day Friday. Yeah, that's right. Unfortunately, you're going to miss the Undertaker's one-man show. I think that would have been awesome to go Thought to. Thought it sweet. But, um, but you know what? Keep your eye open, man. There's probably a lot of indie shows that are going to be happening that weekend as well. I mean, whenever a big show comes. To yeah, you, there's stuff going on there, yeah. Right? So, you know, keep your eye open for that. You never know who you can meet and catch at any of those shows. True. Um, you're leaving on Thursday, right? Thursday at noon, we fly out, yeah. All right, so I need to kind of connect with you maybe before that to give you a bunch of stuff to take with you to hand out to to uh, fans and stuff. Yeah, yeah, we'll do something. There. So let's figure, figure that, that out. We'll go from there. But on that note, man, I tell you what, we're going to wrap oh, this up. Oh, one more thing, this, everybody, yeah. please tune in this Thursday because we got a kick-butt interview with Ryan the Cowboy Carl that goes, just tune in and watch it. It's really good. Okay, so yeah, there we go, man. Cowboy Ryan, Ryan Cowboy Carl, the raging Caucasian at one time. <laughs> uh, this guy is a fighter from P PBC, uh, yeah. Showtime Boxing. Uh, one of his more known fights would have been in 2020 against Mario Barrios. This is yeah. uh, in San Antonio when the crowds were finally allowed back. Unfortunately, he came on out the Keith Thurman undercard. I think on the was. Keith Thurman yeah. undercard, yeah. Um, but you know what? I tell you what, this this man blew me away. Oh yeah. You know, uh, when I say he blew me away, I I, I felt dazed a couple of days afterwards. Just you know, with with his, you could feel it. You something genuine was coming from him. Absolutely. Yeah. So big shout out to Cowboy. Thank you, sir. Uh, that will be dropping Thursday. So we've already recorded that interview because Mr. Michaels is going to be in Montreal. So we got that already lined up. So we don't miss a beat, man. We prepare no. for everything. Uh, so on that note, my name is Bobby Sampson. Joined as always with my man, Mr. Chance Michaels. And in the words of the great ACDC, those that like, download, subscribe, and share the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you guys. And in the words of the infamous Ed Whalen, in the meantime and in between time, that's it for Samp and Chance. Everybody have a great Valentine's Day and have a great rest of your week. Please be safe so you can watch the Elimination Chamber this Saturday. And uh, who knows? You might hear from us Saturday night. Maybe we'll figure it out. On that note, everybody, please be safe. Enjoy the rest of the week. We will talk to you soon. Samp and Chance, bid you adieu.